Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers are getting back Trevor Ariza. And Rajon Rondo appears to be heading towards, I don't even care where, he's going to Cleveland. Let's start with the actual news that we have right now, seeing as we are still waiting on some details in the official kind of announcement of Rajon Rondo's impending trade. Uh, But Trevor Ariza is going to be available. He is leaving the health and safety protocols uh, after his stint there. This is big because, you know, all season the Lakers have been pointing to how important this guy is to everything that the Lakers want to do on both sides of the ball. So getting him back is a big deal and also kind of sort of forced the Lakers hand uh, when when it came to this Rajon Rondo, Rondo deal because, you know, Stanley Johnson was not going to be potentially with the Lakers much longer. They would have had to make a decision between Johnson or Jordan, or Rondo, Darren Collison, or Rondo. So we'll see kind of how that plays out moving forward. But again, just kind of focusing back on the basketball, uh, Trevor Ariza is is yet another wing. And, you know, especially while Anthony Davis is out, the more wings who know what they're doing defensively and are athletic enough to execute on the things that they're expected to do, uh, makes it easier for for LeBron to play the five and uh, makes it a little bit easier to, uh, you know, when LeBron isn't playing the five, more reliably not make it so that Dwight Howard has to carry the complete defensive burden. It's really going to be interesting, too, once Ariza gets back. Will David Fisdale, while Frank Vogel continues to be out in those health and safety protocols, will, will Fisdale actually go back to LeBron starting at the five with uh, Trevor Ariza starting at the four and maybe Stanley Johnson starting at the three. And then you can bring Dwight Howard in there alongside Carmelo Anthony uh, and Taylor Horton Tucker and and whoever uh, to to kind of fortify the defense with that second unit. What we saw in that game against Memphis was anytime either LeBron or Dwight weren't standing under the basket, Memphis's guys just got super excited and for good reason. They got really excited about attacking Carmelo uh, both at the rim via penetration and also just absolutely storming the rim for offensive rebounds with reckless abandon, uh, knowing that if they pushed hard enough, they were probably going to at least deflect uh, the ball and slow the Lakers down in transition. So uh, I think getting Ariza back, it's not even I think, getting Ariza back makes it so that you have to rely on Melo a little bit less there. And, you know, one quick note here, uh, while we're kind of sort of on the subject of Carmelo Anthony playing center, the fact that we are having this discussion at all, the fact that I am sitting here talking about how Trevor Ariza helps the Lakers center situation, while the guy who started the season as the starting center for the Lakers is still sitting there on the bench and can't get off of it, given the dire situation that Lakers are in while Anthony Davis is out, just signals like, hey, just get rid of the guy. It's an open roster spot that you could maybe bring somebody in who potentially could play. We know DeAndre Jordan can't play. We know this. This is clear. <laughs> and so if you aren't going to play the guy, 
and he's just kind of sitting there, especially while you're making a decision after the uh, aforementioned Rondo trade, you're still going to have to make a decision between Stanley Johnson and Darren Collison. Why not keep both of those guys and get rid of Jordan? Seems fairly straightforward, but we'll see what they do. All right, let's get to the news that, frankly, kind of sort of broke Lakers Twitter for a second because of the time that it dropped. This was an off day for the Lakers. They didn't practice. It was just kind of a day that everybody's just kind of recovering from the loss against Memphis and and getting ready for uh, tonight's game against Portland. And, you know, for good reason, it broke Lakers Twitter. And and there are a few notes on this. So we'll go one by one. And and I think the biggest note here, my biggest takeaway from the Lakers potentially sending Rajon Rondo, this is per multiple reports now, the Lakers are sending uh, Rajon Rondo to Cleveland. And we are still waiting as I record this at 930 my time here in Texas, 7.30 back home. Uh, as as we wait for the return for Rajon Rondo, I think the big takeaway here is that the Lakers are moving him at all. And look, the Lakers, basically since LeBron has shown up, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to put this as gently and as politically correct as I possibly can in terms of analysis here. But... The Lakers have really been dominated by the dynamics within the locker room. Who gets what role? Who plays what role? If you're going to earn a role over certain players, you really have to go above and beyond to do so. Let's think of like Alex Caruso a few years back when we were just all out there screaming, give this guy a chance. We really think this guy especially fits perfectly alongside LeBron. Then lo and behold, game six of the NBA Finals comes. They start him, and at one point, the Lakers held a 40-point lead in a closeout NBA Finals game. Uh, and 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 that's kind of sort of how this has really gone. It, you know, there, there are certain guys who it's decided fairly early on, especially last season, yeah, all right, this is the promise. This is, uh, this is the role that you were probably going to play, depending on whether it's friends on the roster, whether it's agent promises, whether it's Rob Palenka promises, regardless of the situation, a lot of this is, you know, a lot of the decisions have been made based off of things that are not purely uh, what you would see in a pure meritocracy. And by the way, like, I'm, I'm not naive. There is no such thing as a meritocracy. I might not have my job if it was just a pure meritocracy. But, you know, for the sake of sports, professional sports, one of the things that, you know, I really kind of enjoyed, at least in theory, is that it's one of the closer things that we're going to get to a meritocracy. And, you know, sometimes with the Lakers, oftentimes with the Lakers, that wasn't always the case. Uh, We see it right now with DeAndre Jordan still being on the roster. And we saw it earlier this season with DeAndre Jordan getting starting, uh, not minutes, not starters minutes, but the fact that he was in the starting lineup is is kind of indicative of some of the political dynamics that were at play. And moving Rajon Rondo, given how much we know Frank Vogel trusted him and how much we know Anthony Davis especially really valued having Rajon Rondo around. I think Anthony Davis has gone so far as to say that he is his favorite point guard that he has ever played with. Uh, Davis has said that about Rondo. Uh, it, he played with Drew Holiday. Uh, 
so if if we are going to acknowledge at times how frustrating it can be when those politics can dominate some of the decision-making processes here, we also have to give credit when those locker room dynamics and those political dynamics are ignored and what is best for the team is done. And I think moving Rondo and getting rid of the temptation to continue to play him, especially alongside Russell Westbrook, is huge for a team that does not have the margin for error to be able to mess around with that stuff. Maybe a couple years ago, the Lakers were so good that you could get away with some of that. And then eventually, Game 6 comes along, like I said earlier, and it's just time to freaking win. And that's what the Lakers did. Last year, I think the margin for error was a little lower, and I think they really messed with that margin for error by promising Montrezl Harrell a certain role and promising Dennis Ruder a certain role and promising Andre Drummond uh, a, a, a certain role. Hell, you could make an argument that bringing in Andre Drummond at all was something that LeBron and AD especially kind of asked for, despite the fact that Marcus Saul played really well earlier in the year and despite the fact that even Damian Jones looked really good as a Laker. So... Moving Rondo is something that I'm really excited about because it means I might not have to watch another second of Rondo and Russell Westbrook on the court together. But it also signifies that maybe, just maybe, the Lakers are recognizing the situation that they're in and they're all collectively saying, no more messing around, basically. Uh, it's time to really buckle down and do what is best at as often as we can possibly do it for this team as we try to claw our way back into a more solidified position in the playoff picture. We have a whole nother day and we'll, we will get more information on what this Russell Westbrook trade is going to look like. So until then, I don't really think it's worth fully analyzing this. What I do want to do here is thank Rajon Rondo. This is probably... Like, I don't know how much more basketball beyond the season that Rondo is going to be playing. So this is probably likely the end of his Lakers tenure. He, I, I can't imagine a situation uh, where, where Rondo finds his way back to the Lakers again. And, uh, you know, I, he is not somebody who, when they acquired him, I was particularly thrilled. He was not very good over the regular season when, when they had him. And then... Playoff Rondo happened, and he helped the Lakers win a championship. And you know, regardless of some of the other stuff, and I, I yeah, I frankly, I really enjoyed. Uh, I have really enjoyed Rondo as a quote. Um, I have really enjoyed the introspection that he offers on on himself, and then also the analysis that he offers, especially about young guys. Like listening to him talk about Austin Reeves. We had Mirren Fader, uh, Harrison and I did, on the Lakers Lounge a couple weeks ago. And and the way that she said that Rondo just eloquently and and vociferously, like just absolutely loved Reeves is is was really fun to watch and really cool to watch. And, you know, I'm going to miss it. I really am. Uh, and, and I wish him nothing but the best. And if this is indeed the last time that we ever see him in Lakers purple and gold, then, you know, thank you for, for the championship. Thank you for those good times. And congratulations on an overall incredible career. 
All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, I do want to, look, I, I do this at the end of every show, and a lot of times it's me plugging my stuff. But in this case, Harrison and I recorded an episode about Russell Westbrook, and we broke down our thoughts on Russell Westbrook. We broke down our thoughts on some of the analysis on Russell Westbrook on both sides of this debate, where I think some of the standing of Russell Westbrook sounds kind of ridiculous, and I think some of the criticism of Russell Westbrook can go a little too far. Uh, so we called that tongue in cheek, obviously the definitive Russell Westbrook conversation after this, you won't ever have to listen to another, uh, conversation about the player and the enigma that is, uh, Russell Westbrook. So, so check that out. It's on this very feed. And then, uh, later today, I'm going to record an episode of the hook with Aaron Larsoul. And this week's story time is something you're going to want to tune into because I'm going to get, hopefully, the behind-the-scenes look at Darren Collison's fateful and now infamous uh, courtside game that he caught alongside Jeannie Buss while he was a free agent and potentially thinking about coming to the Lakers. So tune in for that. Tune in for analysis, of, more analysis of this Rondo trade and where the Lakers go potentially after that. And, and tune in because it's a New Year's Eve day recording where he and I are going to have a cocktail and, and uh, look back on the year that was and look ahead to the year that could be. So for all of that, that'll be probably in a few hours after you guys listen to this. And until then, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.